TLDR, you guys are awesome. Welcome back to TLDR, issue number 44. I'm your friendly neighborhood backcracker, Dr. Joe. With me, as always, is my hunking crime. And together we are the Woodward Birdseed of the DSG, and we are really, really kicking it up a notch this week. So keep those peepers popped, because we got some things. Things are cooking, baby. Nick, yes. how's it going? Uh, great, Joe. Yeah, a lot of things cooking, stuff that you guys are going to see a little bit further down the line. We're very excited to share what we've got going for you. Um, but, Joe, I mean, you, you came back last week, but this is the first time, it feels like in an age, since we've done a mainline episode. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was thinking about it. we've done two mainline episodes in the past month and a half almost, I think. Yeah, and for those who are new to the show and don't know exactly what we mean, you know we have certain – you'll see that we have certain episodes numbered off. This is episode number 44, but we've done a lot more than 44 episodes. We've had specials throughout. We've had interviews, but we have we have a certain formula where the show started – and we've you know stuck to that, but we've mixed in a lot of different stuff along the way. And with the solicits at the end of every month, that cuts off mainline episodes. And then with Joe being away on vacation, that also um, you know threw things off a little bit. We just had the interview with Benjamin Percy a couple weeks back, talk Wolverine, a bunch of stuff. Go listen to that if you haven't already. And then next week we have our one year anniversary planned as well for TLDR. I believe that's actually the uh, the 6th of August is the full one year. But of course, we're doing stuff, you know, Wednesday-ish every week. So we'll be telling you guys more about that a little bit later on in the show. But Joe, I, there's a more pressing matter actually that we have to get to that I'm very excited about. We've been getting teases of TMNT Mighty Morphin Power Ranger crossover action figures. You, obviously, I talked about the series a while back. I believe it was a five-issue run between Boom and... Yep. Um, and IDW, I believe, I think it was Ryan Parrott that that wrote that series. Which I he's so, a lot, yeah. yeah, he's yeah. a lot of Power Rangers stuff, so he's more of a boom guy. And honestly, that's I'd rather have him doing it, him or maybe Kyle Higgins, who's done a lot of Power Ranger stuff. But either way, this I thought it was a fun series. And you remember when I talked about it, how awesome the Green Ranger uh, Shredder looks, right? Oh, it looks fucking awesome. Yes, I thought I was like, I wish we could get this as an action figure, but there's no way in hell. Now we haven't seen it yet, at least the time that we're doing this show, but. We have every reason to believe that we are going to be getting that at some point down the line, right? I mean, it's hard to imagine that we wouldn't get it. I mean, uh, we've seen some pictures now. Uh, is it Michelangelo and um, uh, who's the other one we saw the picture? We got of? Michelangelo, we got Leonardo, we got Donatello, and we got April, which the April yeah. one's kind of weird. I mean, like, I'm just, I mean, I, I don't care much as much about April, but also, like, with her with the mask on, it just looks like Kimberly. Yeah, it really does. It doesn't. It just looks like a you know a, the pink Power Ranger. Now I remember when you talked about this and you first were showing me cover art because I haven't read the comic, but you had. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think they look awesome. I think it's a it's a great crossover. And these these uh you know these figures from the ones that we've seen look awesome. Except if you take the helmet off, I will say that the faces that they did for the turtles kind of look like dog poop. Yeah, not the best, not but that's pop. okay. Yeah, I, I don't. You know, honest to God, Joe, if it's a character who doesn't ha who, who wears a mask, I don't want a maskless version of them. I understand there are some people out there that do. Like McFarlane's making a red hood with Jason Todd without the mask on. Now I'm a little annoyed because he's getting a crossbar and uh, he's got the all blades with him. So I would have liked to have those with the red hood that I got. But either way, I want the one with the mask at the end of the day. I don't really care about one that's maskless. Same thing with with um. The turtles in this instance because i already know like i don't need someone to tell me i know i read the comic um which which is like definitely it's tldr worthy in the sense that it's like 
in terms of a grade, but it's just, it's a fun little event. It's not something that I can necessarily spend, you know, 10 to 15 minutes talking about on here. There's not as much depth to that. Um, but there are like, it's a good, it's a good, it's fun story, but I never Joe thought we would see that because it's just, it's always felt like we just, if it's not in a movie or on a TV show or one of the like high priority figures at, uh, or characters at any company, we're not going to get an action figure or a, a variant action figure. Like, I know Gambit's not necessarily a high priority character, but I felt like through the years you, there was just a very limited number of Gambit action figures, and he's a, he's a cool character. I would think we sh- should be fairly easily accessible, but then we get a million friggin' Batmans. I know it's like apples and oranges, but I just didn't think we'd get that. I mean, like I yesterday, I finally got the Wonder Woman Death Metal, which is just yeah, it's badass. For those yeah. watching, that that's pretty fucking awesome. And you've been talking about this for for some time, and I think, you know, I think Ninja Turtles are, you know, they're always going to be very popular whether they're in or they're out. Mm-hmm. And and then when you cross them with Power Rangers, who I think, you know, you talked about the two boom books uh, on the show not too long ago. I think Power Rangers are, you know, are, you know, becoming, you know, or they're they're getting back into the forefront a little bit more. Yep. And so you've got two wildly popular, you know, uh, franchises crossing over like that. I mean, it's a no brainer you know, to, to make those, you know, those figures and someone, you know, it was probably someone our age that had read the books as working and said, hey, listen, this is, this is probably going to make us a shit ton of money. Let's, yeah. let's fucking do it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and yeah, you're absolutely right. The the Power Rangers in general have had a huge resurgence over the years. I mean, it started with Kyle Higgins and what he was doing and when Draken came into the forefront and everything. But yeah, it's just like, they were characters that we all liked as a kid. But if you go back and watch the show, it's like, eh can't really do that but what but now like the stories that are being told around them and you're developed there's so there's so much room to do stuff with them in the realm of comics and then if you brought them back for shows or whatever you know they haven't gotten it done with movies exactly they haven't executed well but either way i'm just pumped that my, my bigger point is that I, like i'm pumped that we're getting figures for characters in the comics like that to me is friggin' huge it just shows how like whenever people want to say that the medium's like in trouble or they have questions about it whatever it is like no, it's the business is doing very well. We've we've seen the numbers, and now when you go and have the toys coming out like that for things that are just in the comics, that's that is huge for like a huge indicator of where the business is at because they think that they're making awesome shit there, and now they can go and capitalize it on the toys and stuff. So for me, it's like it's I'm just I'm you know I'm on the surface or surface level thing. I'm excited about the Green Ranger Shredder toy. That's going to be awesome. But in general, I think there's a larger statement to kind of be acknowledged as as we see these toys kind of coming out. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a good time. It's a good time for uh, the toy boys for sure. Yeah, that's that's for damn sure. And you, and you, I mean, I know Goo and I did like that show for a little bit, but you have a shit ton of stuff too. I know you got that Superman uh, Red Sun. That thing is freaking badass. Yeah, that, the animated show for. Uh, I almost bought that one too myself, but it, I only have room for so much shit. And now they got the Green Ranger thing. I'm gonna want to get a Gunslinger spawn at some point too. Oh fuck yeah! So, um, and then she spawn at some point. That's gonna come out for sure. We haven't seen it yet, but we medieval we spawn. I mean, I mean oh yeah, so McFarlane's gonna just be not that he hasn't already raked in the fucking money, but yeah, man, this whole spawn universe is just gonna you know, just. He's just gonna be printing money. I mean, he's got his own like online tour store now. He he debuted yeah. that today as we're recording this. He he they, they they unleashed that. So there's just so much. But anyways, we, we got to catch up on all the books that we've read that didn't come out this week. Came out a little while back for me. Captain America two, uh, or the United States of Captain America two. 
I thought again another really good issue. Um, a little bit more powerful, I think, with some of the the, the, the themes that they're using. I mean, we're, we're seeing that it's all grounded, but I've really enjoyed the first two so far. Very much in on this series. Could very much see this being a, a TLDR episode down the line if you don't re end up reading it. Um, you know going forward or, or holding off on it. Better Ray Bill issue five that came to an end. That's the end of that series. And I thought it was, uh, it's a good book and not one that I'm going to go talk about on TLDR. I feel like it's a little bit too quick. Um, not like there is definitely some depth to it, but it's also, it's, I know you were turned off by the art and I don't think that art's necessarily for everybody. I would say it was like a, like an eight, like a soft eight, um, out of 10 or 80, whatever, how you want to put it. But it was, it was, I enjoyed it. I'm, I'm glad I read it. Um, Marjorie Finnegan, issue three, that book is awesome. Black Widow, nine, the series continues to be great. Um, Reason it won an award, uh, an Eisner Award uh, specifically. And then the last book you'll ever read won. I know you talked about it last week, but I just wanted to say, not at all disappointed with the first issue. That, that was, was tremendous, wasn't it? Oh, like, and so I'm so, I'll tell you what, like, so Cullen Bunn has is, is just put out a ton of books this summer. And obviously some are going to be better than others, right? You know, uh, we love Basilisk. You know, I love, um, you know, Phantom on the Scan, you know, Parasomnia. I still have to catch up on that. I still haven't read the second issue of that. Uh, but mm -hmm. between the last book you'll ever read and then one of his new books that came out today that we'll talk about in just a few moments, he's kicked up the, the gore factor big time with mm. these two books, man. Like, holy smokes. Uh, the last book you'll ever read. I don't know. Did you get the nudie cover? Did you get the pen? No, I no, I did not get that. You didn't, you didn't want you didn't want you didn't want Lauren finding that one uh, tucked uh, underneath the mattress. <laughs> no, but I told her that you got it, and I and I still can't believe. Like I honestly thought when so for those who weren't listening last week, I thought when you picked it up, it was like you said naked cover. That means you know for those who aren't familiar, it, it might mean like it's this cover, but there's no lettering on it. Which okay, like I don't know why you necessarily tell me that. Like maybe there's only one, like a different variant that's the naked cover. And it's like no, 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 no. Joe sends me a picture later. Like legitimately, the the main character is not wearing clothes. Yeah, she's so. not wearing clothes, and she's she's going to Pound Town. You know, pa apparently yes. And it's uh, <laughs> yes, but this this book is that book was really awesome, really good first issue. And like look, uh, it's important to have a good first issue. Don't get me wrong, but I don't necessarily expect the first issue to absolutely kick ass. I just need you to kind of give me an idea of what's going on, show me a little bit of cool shit, and give me you know a reason to want to uh, read the second issue. You know, towards the end, and then I'm in. Awesome. Yeah. But we, we're getting some really kick-ass ones from Cullen. I mean, Basilisk was awesome. Yeah. And then this one is right there on a similar level. Yeah, this book the entire way through, I mean, I was in two pages. Like two pages in, I'm like, okay, get me, give me issue two now. Yeah. Like it was just the, the premise of it's great. The you know the artwork was fantastic. I mean, everything about it was was really good. So I'm, I'm glad you read that one. Yeah. Now, um, what did you catch up on? So I caught up on Philadelphia 15, mm. which, I mean, that just continues to be a freight train, man. Just like – I don't know how it didn't win the Eisner. I mean, I love I Black Widow. Don't get me wrong. It's great. Like it re it's really, really good. But I feel like Philadelphia should have and you and you obviously have a couple Tynan books in there too, right? That were the, among the nominees. Yeah. You know, and I think, uh, you know, so it was like it just speaks volumes, I think, to Black Widow. Mm -hmm. But like episode four um, episode issue fourteen of Philadelphia had a couple of you know jaw-dropping moments in it. And so 15 wasn't heavy on the action it was really good storytelling but it sort of just it 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 really you know what we were introduced to in 14 it just really focused on those two characters mm -hmm. uh that were that were introduced so yep 
some oh, heavy man. shit. Some yeah. heavy shit. Real, real heavy shit. Absolutely loved it. Uh, Deep Beyond Number Six by Mirka and Duffel. I continue to enjoy that series very much. This was a pretty, a pretty big issue uh, for that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Homesick Pilots picked up after its first arc, after a little bit of a break, and that just continues to also be uh, another great series. Awesome. And I noticed that Die is not in there, so I scared Joe off of Die after issue no, 917. No, no, you didn't scare me <laughs> off. I just I have you know, I just not in the headspace. Like yep. I've done this a couple of times with Die. It's heavy and you've got to be yep. committed. And so mm-hmm. I just have it like I need just like you, I need silence. Yep. No disturbances whatsoever. Yeah. And that says a lot about that book too. Like that's yeah. as much as it, it seems like it can be a to-do, it's I, I love that I have a book where I feel like I just I can't I have to avoid any chance of distraction. Like I need to find yeah. a quiet time, like a quiet half hour. It might take, might not take that long. It might take a little longer, but I need to have that space to be able to just have no worries whatsoever. But we haven't done this yet, but when it's, we haven't, I don't know if we had a series, like a longer series wrap up, you know, during the course of our show where we read it, you know, talk about it and then it finished up at some point along the line, but we may want to do something for that when it, when it kind of comes to an end. Cause that's been a book we've talked about so much. And depending on the timing of it and how many issues there are, it, it, it might work out that it ends, uh, it wraps up right around near when we have our annual issue. That's true too, and that might yeah. be a good, 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 uh, a good point to do that. So yeah, something definitely. To think about for sure because this is a book that warrants something like that. Yeah, we've we've. I mean, as much as I was like, I had an issue with seventeen. Like it was still like it's. If you have one issue that's like throughout all, the entire series, and even if it if it ended on eighteen, it's like come on, like that's that's it. Um, but eighteen was really good, and I like I said, I, I'm very excited for the next one. It's like it's just that one little. It was a slight lull, and even for it's just for die that it was a disappointment that that right. uh, issue seventeen. But anyways, enough about that. We got to get to what's new for this week, and let's start off with DC uh, Batman. Uh, 111. We have Nice House on the Lake, issue three, two books that you are reading. Um, Swamp Thing, issue six, Suicide Six, which, uh, Squad, issue six, excuse me. And um, I am actually going to get on this because I didn't know this. Dexter Soy is drawing this. So if he's, yeah, if he's, I I have to, I have to, anytime he's drawing something, I got to get on it. Crime Syndicate, issue six, the final issue of American Vampire, 1967, of course, by Scott Snyder, that is issue 10. A uh, Crush and Lobo issue three. We finally get quite a bit of Lobo in this one. The Conjuring, The Lover issue three. Uh, the Joker presents a puzzle box issue one, which we would have planned to talk about today, but th- we didn't get the review copy of this one, which is a little odd. Um, but we did get the review copy of Suicide Squad, Get Joker issue one. And what did you think of that one, Joe? I loved it, but with a small caveat i felt like in the middle it got a little it was a little heavy on the dialogue mm-hmm. right? but you know the the i love the narration from jason todd uh, mm-hmm. and red bull and the, uh, red bull well it looks like maybe you need one right now yeah red red, red hood Jesus maybe we get them to sponsor the show there you go uh but make sure we get to get you wings part right too <laughs> don't want to get in trouble or anything you know <laughs> Uh, but what I what I did enjoy about it, sometimes this bothers me, is that you sort of rehash in the origin story. But I think it, this is written by Brian Azzarello, uh, who I, I love. So there was a little bit of sort of just, you know, recapping, I think, the Red Hood origin story for, for potential new readers, maybe some younger readers that aren't as familiar with it. But I loved it. I you know I love the way that he wrote uh, Jason Todd and and the shit with the everything about this issue was fantastic, except for just that little bit in the middle where it got a little heavy on the dialogue. Yeah, I thought 
the at first I was like, oh, okay, we're getting the Jason Todd narrative. I was like, okay, maybe this is a new series. Maybe people don't know him as much. They think Suicide Squad, and that's why I'm reading it first. I get it. So that was just, as someone who was like, I, I know Red Hood. I don't need this like right. these introductory pages. But I understand. Like after I was done, I was like, okay, I, I understand that. Uh, but yeah, I thought that this was good. I wouldn't say great. Um, yeah. I think the ending was outstanding. Yes. But a lot of this, like it, it just was a little bit slow developing. But I am very excited for the next issue. Uh, definitely, like. The, there's a there's an oh shit moment and then the oh shit moment gets outdone by another oh shit like realization and yeah. then and then we see what ha- like the the consequences after the realization is you know comes to the forefront so i was very i'm very excited for uh, for the yeah. next issue of this for sure no, no doubt no doubt this was this was a pleasant surprise because i was and i haven't read it yet but i was definitely looking forward more to joker presents a puzzle box mm. uh over this one but that's rosenberg have- right it's Rosenberg, and, yeah. and this is Azarillo, so I mean, it definitely you know you know piques your uh, your interest. But like the other one, just seemed like okay, that's the one that's sort of geared more towards me. But I I enjoyed it very much, and and I've got Puzzle Box over here in my stack that I got for today, so I'm looking forward to reading that later. Yeah, I don't know why we didn't get the review copy. We get we get all the other DC ones. It just seems like there was a hiccup on that end. Uh, the one company that we don't seem to get anything from is Marvel, of course. Um, Immortal Hulk issue forty nine came out this week, along with Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Annual One, Sinister War issue two, Star Wars Bounty Hunters fifteen, Silk five two books that Joe is reading, Deadpool Black White and Blood issue one, which we've been talking about those anthologies that Marvel has done. You have the Wolverine one, the Carnage one. Those were kick-ass. The Deadpool one, of course. And, of course, Tom Taylor's involved in this one, too. So must read if Taylor's involved. Um, Extreme Carnage, Lasher one, which we're not not doing that event. Joe's covered the Carnage stuff already. Um, And I I know I think Wes asked about us doing Carnage stuff ahead of the movie. It's like, well, maybe I'll find another Carnage thing at some point because I did read Carnage versus Deadpool. But in general, like, we did the big Carnage thing already. in absolute Carnage and Venom back to back. Exactly. So Joe's just, if you guys want to be ahead of shit, just stick with us. Cause we are you know, always one or the other. Uh, we're always we're ahead of all those Eisner awards, baby. That's for damn sure. Um, and then we got star Wars war of the bounty hunters for alum, uh, verse in, in, sorry, in Zuckus, uh, issue one at the end. So it's a one-off. You're not reading this one though. No, okay. no. And I, I might even, I might even start pairing back the ones I am reading. Oh, I don't blame you. You, you were not, taking not, on, not for any dislike. It's just, it's, it's too, too much. much. Yeah, it's you're too fucking much. You are you are usually not the one of the two of us that is like a little bit behind or like drowning in all the books. And don't get me wrong, I'm always, but like I, I don't I actually kind of like that feeling is weird, like being like having too much to read and too much to catch up on. But you're always fucking ahead of the game. I don't yeah. know how you do it. Um, but you're not because and I think the Star Wars thing is a big part of that. Yeah, it's 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 too much. So I think it is I'll pick like three titles and or two titles and just stick with it, you know. Spirits of Vengeance, Spirit Rider. I am very excited to give this one a chance. I have no expectations going into this other than it's Ghost Rider stuff. So I want to, I want to read this. Um, but the big, the other big one too is X Men issue two. And the reason I say this is big is because Joe, you have something to report. I'm back, baby. Yes, sir. And why? The first thing I fucking did, Nicholas, when I bought this book, is I flipped through it, and there is not a single fucking data page. I, I could not believe it. I could not believe. It. Well, there's technically the first page is a data page, but then well, that it's a like, count because it's it's just like you know it's the credits and shit like that. You know what yep. I mean? And then the la- the very last page, you yeah. know, but so but I that mean like yeah. throughout the body of the book, there's no like interruption in the story to go into fucking massive detail about some fucking piece of lore. No, it was it was 
a phenomenal issue. I loved it. It was what we want from X-Men. It was classic X-Men. There's a mission. They got to figure it out, and they save the fucking day. Some good shit. In the end, they start things off with a little rogue Remy uh, frustrations because somebody is playing uh, playing cards in the X-Men base uh, in the middle of New York. Yeah, so, <laughs> which was great. You yes. know, Remy gets you know busted for playing cards. With, and- with Thing, with yeah. Rhino, and with um, Black Cat, which exactly. that is something we need to think about someday because I know you have something planned for uh, – a little something planned for Instagram for, uh, the, for our TLDR anniversary. But that is another thing, who you would want to play a card game with. Yes. Um, from Marvel, DC, you know, all cross comics, whatever. Yeah, yeah, that that's a great idea. And the other thing I liked about I'm just I'm gonna I, I gush all over this issue is that like it was like it, it wasn't like this wide like part of this you know massive arc. It was a singular story, you mm-hmm. know, where there's a, a gambling planet and they they take bets on if this person can go wipe out Earth or not. Mm. And it was it that was the pro. It was it was awesome. It was just like this is what I want from X Men. I want like. Yes, you can have like this, just like with a you know a sitcom or any show you want, where like during the course of the season, there's an overarching you know story. Yeah. But each individual episode is its own thing. Like, give me that with X Men, and they and they did that, and they didn't bog me down with fucking information. So right, huge yes. win for X Men. Yeah, too. An, an actual story. Like that's what we want in the course. Well, it's all we ever ask for. It's just a freaking story, not just yeah. data yeah. all the freaking time. Um. Anyways, uh, we got Dark Horse. There's the worst dudes. That's by Aubrey Citizen. And I'm, I cannot wait for the next uh, arc of No One Left to Fight coming from Dark Horse. It's Aubrey Citizen and Fico Osio. I love that first arc. That's kind of where I, I got to know Aubrey's work and got to know him a little bit. I cannot wait for this second uh, second run. Um, we have Jenny Zero. Speaking of second runs, Jenny Zero issue four. This is the end of the first run. Where I don't know for sure. We haven't seen any confirmation on the second arc for this series, but I'm really hoping we get it from our guys, Dwanch and McKinney. Uh, they did a really good job wrapping all this stuff up, so I, and I will be absolutely in if we get a second. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I enjoyed issue four very much. It was very, very good way to wrap that up. Now there was the start of a new series at Dark Horse this week, and you actually read this. I didn't even have it on my radar. I did. So this is the other Cullen book, uh, Cullen Bun book that came oh, out. Okay. okay, all right. So, I got to read it then. Uh, uh, Lucky Devil number one, and this was fantastic. Again, it's it's just. He gets vicious in this one, man. You know, and the and the artist does a great job capturing that. It's basically like just think of this this guy, the loser. He's and he's got this girlfriend who's way out of his league. I mean, talk about out kicking his coverage. Mm-hmm. I am very familiar with that. <laughs> uh, but he's you know he's just this this loser. Nothing goes right from everyone's always shitting on him, and he like you think he's having a, a he has a mental snap, like a mental break, and then okay. you find out he's been possessed by a demon, and he can just. He just causes all sorts of destruction on all the people that were fucking pricks to him. And Ooh. awesome. Speaking of, that reminds me of a line that Harley Quinn says in the uh, Suicide Squad Black Label book. That was a really good one that I like. Oh, you, you remember what I'm talking about? That, that was to, uh, to Waller. Yeah, yeah, I got to read it. I have okay. to read it again because it's not coming up to the forefront of my mind. But. Just that 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 little bit you were talking about there reminded me that it was an interesting. Um, yeah, I can, I can, I can, I can picture the panels, the, the panels. I just can't. Remember that recall. Well, we want people to go and read it. It happens in the middle of things. So you guys are going to have to go read it. But Joe, you'll figure that at some point. From Aftershock, we have Out of Out of Body issue three out this week. Uh, from Boom, of course. Speaking of Colin Bunn, there's Basilisk issue three, which was was awesome. Wind issue nine, Magic the Gathering uh, issue five. Are you are you done on Magic the Gathering? 
So I read the first issue. Right. I want to read them. I am behind, so that's not it's not on the top of my priority list. Mm. So I'm going to wait. If you think you want to do it for the show, I am going to just Okay. This I'm is... collecting them. I'm putting them off to the side, but I will read them if you decide not to do it for the show. This is one where it's kind of like uh, it's it's really good. It's a lot more. Eh, I like it's definitely good enough. But like we talked about with the TMNT Power Rangers thing, it might be one that's tougher to talk about on the show just because it's not. I mean, there is some. Eh, I don't know. I got. I got. I might have to read. Go ahead and read it. I'll go ahead and read it. No, it's more about the. It's more about the depth. But I, I also, Joe, like this is a book where I'd like to talk about it and maybe say like. I didn't. I don't know the card game, and this is a reason why you could yeah. still read it. So we'll we'll uh, we'll think about it. Um, it's on your priority list right now, so I don't think there's any rush. Anyway, no rush. No rush. Um, now I need to know if this is on your priority list because I talked about this on the show a while back. Uh, Seven Secrets by Tom Taylor. It's been awesome. Have you? Uh, have, are you caught up on this or no? So this is a book that has just missed the cutting line for both our trades or for all three of our. Or since you've done it, the last two trades. Yep. So this is one that I'm possibly saving uh, for a trade issue. I am dying to read this. I just, dude. Yeah. This yeah, issue. I so I know, I know. I know. I so for those who have seen my review on or who haven't seen my review on Geek for Light, if you haven't read this series, do not go past that warning label that I have in the middle <laughs> of the story because it will absolutely ruin the the whole thing for you. Like you you there's a, there is a we have been waiting to find out who this like plant is within the group of the who are protecting the seven secrets there is somebody and we do not know who it is other than it's in this group of survivors that we've been dealing with so far and we found out at the end of 10 that we should find out soon it felt like we were going to find out in 11 and we did and it's just i i don't want to say anything more than my jaw dropped on the last page it's fucking awesome. And so many questions. And I, and I love when I read a book and it's like I get answers from like the last issue or the last two issues. And then I get quality questions at the end of it. And I had a lot of them. Yeah. I don't want to tip my hand, but it's between this and one other book that I'm thinking about doing for the next trade. I mean, because I read the first issue of this when it came yeah. out and then you called them. So I stopped reading. Mm -hmm. And because uh, I, I love that first that first issue. So. Oh, yeah, it's dude. between this. It's between this and one other book. Uh, it's not, so, not oh, it's so, I mean, look, it's Tom Taylor, and obviously he's one of the guys you you expect you know absolute yeah. heat from. And I mean, geez, this has been it's been a really good series, and then this payoff is just like this is fucking art. Yeah. Oh my god, I absolutely loved it. Um, so then we have IDW TMNT Casey Jones that is out this week, and that is uh, I'm I'm reviewing that for Geeks Worldwide. Yeah. Yeah, quality, uh, rock solid. Um, let's see, we have uh, we have a lot from Image. But before we jump to that, I do want to talk about Not All Robots Issue One from AWA Studios. You reviewed it for Geeks Worldwide. I actually read your review before I read the uh, read the book because I'm actually looking at it beforehand. And um, man, you like you sold that book really well. Like I, I told you that beforehand. I was going to read it anyways, but like I'm I'm going into this like fuck. And it, after I read it, I was like, fuck. Yeah. So when I, I, I <laughs> in the rough draft of my review before I said to do, I always have Megan read them over because she's a, a, just a good, you know, she doesn't read comics. So she's just sort of judging the writing. And if she reads the review and says, oh, I'd like to read that, then I know mm. I've done a good job. So she goes, this is great. I would definitely read this, but you have to change that for that second sentence because you can't go trashing MIT. 
<laughs> I don't know why you would trash them in this. <laughs> so you know, not all robots, right? It's it's uh, it's a just you know, it's a sort of a dystopian look at the future where robots are you know they're in charge. But it's it's weird too because like there's a lot of great social commentary in this Nick, and there's a lot of great humor, you know. Uh, but it, it almost has like a 1950s vibe to it where like the robots are like the males, like the, like the you know, just like the, the men. They're the ones that go off to work. They come home from a long day. They just want to put their feet up and, and relax. And, and and humans in a way, like if you take a look at it from that sort of like 1950s look. That's like, exactly what it they're is. Like, like the, the wives, right? Like yes. we're subservient to them. We have to, you know, it's like it's, it's, it's this weird social commentary thing that goes on. And. But I, I trashed on my team because there's like, you know, they're the ones making the fucking robots now. Yep. This we don't fucking need that shit. Nope. Don't you need know? it. Don't need so it. So I think Absolutely I changed not. brilliant MIT to brilliant minds and robotics, you know, so, you know. <laughs> not mm-hmm. to, not to no, I'm with you a thousand percent. And I probably wouldn't have told you to take out the MIT thing. I'm not going to go and fight the missus, of course. But I was like, I, I, I get very annoyed with that stuff when I see a robot like jumping. Like, why do we need to do these things? It's yes. not important. No, like technology is great. I've said it before. Technology does not, Atelier does not exist without technology, but there are certain shit we do not need. And yeah. I, not all robots is def, is a commentary on that stuff big time. And the first issue was awesome. Very much in on it. And obviously the ending was like, uh, what's going to happen yeah. next? But all around, I didn't even, I didn't even need that. This was just a quality first issue, a qual- like a quality, like an awesome world that we jo- just dropped into. Not one I would want to live in, but right. one I want to learn more about. And the way that the suspense was built in, you know, it was just very slow. And like, it was just, it was there, it was there, it was there. And then boom, right. It, it, it ended the way it ended. So it was from a storytelling standpoint, it was fantastic. I mean, Mike Diodato Jr.'s art, he does a lot of art for AWA. Uh, absolutely fantastic, you know, there, you know, he's got this weird, like realism sort of look to his art, but it still feels like comic booky, you know, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, over, uh, this is a must read. This is a fantastic book. Absolutely. Absolutely. So this is not one we're probably going to be able to talk about on the show in the sense of like one of us devoting a, a regular episode because you're not getting this out of my hands show. <laughs> Fair and, enough, you, yeah, and you're reviewing all the AWA stuff over on Geek for Web because we do get those review copies now. So for those who want to get a little insight before you go and get the books, I have a hard time imagining Joe's going to find an AWA book that he doesn't like. Yeah. But still, um, anyways, now we have to, of course, go over to Image. We have two Image books that we're planning on talking about today at length that we've been dying to get to. But first, these are actually all Joe books um, with a few exceptions that neither of us have picked up necessarily. We have Geiger issue five. Joe, you're reading that yep. along with Stillwater and the good Asian um, Stillwater issue nine, good Asian issue four. There's also Trover saves the universe issue one. Neither of us um, gave that one a look. Then there's walking dead deluxe issue 20 skybound X issue five, which I am definitely going to go back and give that a look, but I'm you know talking about priority list. I got to give that one because I've seen the covers are kick ass and I got to think that there's something to these um, stories. Then there's the, um, the me you love in the dark issue one, which I believe our guy Ferg reviewed for geeks worldwide, if I'm not mistaken, but you gave this one a read. Yeah, I did. And so this is, this is from the same team that uh, did middle West Scotty young. And Oh, that's right. This is the Scotty young book. Yes. Yeah. So while I don't love the title of the book so much, like it just feels a little long. 
I mean, it's absolutely fantastic, right? You know, so, I mean, I love Middle West. I love Jorge Corona's art. You know, Scotty Young is a great, he's a great artist and on his own, but he's he's just as good of a storyteller. And so this definitely had some horror vibes to it. It's a, you know, female art, artist. She's, she's made it big and she's now, like, she now is, she's sort of got, like, artist block. She's got to do her next big thing. So she, mm. she you know, decides she's going to rent a house, you know, seclude herself, to do her art and the real estate agent right off they say that went by that house there's been a lot of death you know that house they say is haunted right and so it just the suspense builds there's Jeez. great there's great humor to it uh i mean the art's beautiful and and definitely this is one like you finish reading it and, and again the first issue of any new series its sole purpose is to get you to want to buy the second book Mm-hmm. And, you know, Colin Bunn did that with uh, Lucky Devil. He did that with This is the Last Book You'll Ever Read. You know, Scotty Young does that with this one as well. Like, as soon as it's done, you want to grab the next one uh, mm-hmm. and keep reading it. So, so great premise, great storytelling. The art was fantastic. And this is, an, this is another, you know, go pick it up. Would you ever buy a haunted house? Fuck no. No, neither would I. But I think I'm pretty sure that Lauren would. I'm not certain. <laughs> and I, 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 no, no shot in friggin' hell. I mean, I, it's what's different that makes you great, right? Yeah, yeah, sure, something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anyways, so yeah, ton of awesome stuff coming from Image. But I'll tell you what, Joe. I don't know if there are two books that you and I have been more excited about from Image than the two we're talking about today. I maybe mis misremembering, but I mean, you. I know this book you love, and this is the one I'm talking about today may be my favorite image book that we've had. Um, but anyways, I want, it's time for you to talk about yours. Yeah, it's funny because I proposed, it was like a month ago, I said, we're going to have to do a mainline issue where we both talk about these books. And I think you said something to the effect of, that might be too much you know, for one episode. I don't know if the people can handle it. Well, yeah. certain things have forced our hands and it's come together beautifully, Nick. Today, I am talking about Radiant Black uh, from Image Comics, written by Kyle Higgins, Artist and colorist Marcelo Costa uh, and the letters uh, by Becca Carey. And I remember when we did What's New way back when. Mm-hmm. And I said, Nick, this book is awesome. I think it has TLDR potential. Yep. And then when issue two came out and I did it for What's New, I said, Yep. Yeah. Right then it, and there. I said, it, Yep. Honest to God, I saw. I remember seeing the cover, and I was like, "Oh, this might be fun." I'm not certain. Like, I don't know. I didn't look at who the writer was, and I'm not. I, I like that. It was that one and Marjorie Finnegan, where we didn't look yeah. at who the. I didn't look who the writer was. Of course, Marjorie Finnegan, Garth Ennis is like, uh, "Yeah, I'm gonna read that." And uh, yeah, it's pretty freaking good. Um, Kyle Higgins is another guy who I did the, his Nightwing run run on here uh, from yeah. from um, New Fifty Two, and uh, I also talked about Shattered Grid. Had I known he was doing this, I would have, I, you know, I don't know if we're, we're here today and having you talk about this book. Your ignorance is my gain. Because I guess so, this yeah. book is fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, dude. Such a, he's out. He's, he is an awesome writer. Like he's one where like he, he doesn't, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't get the same like hype. Like Snyder obviously is a legend, but they're like are different tiers. I feel like he doesn't get the level of hype that he he warrants with some of the awesome shit that he's done over the years. Well, I think he's getting there, right? I think with this, there. he is. You know, he's he's climbing up. He's climbing up because he's also got Ordinary Gods, which we both read the first. Yeah, issue yep, and love, mm-hmm. right? So I mean, it's just he's getting his due, and he's and he's you know he's kicking ass. You know, he's, he's yeah, what he's he doing. So before I I jump into you know the specifics, I want to 
you know, from time to time, we'll start off by asking each other questions. So I know this is an age old, you know, question, Nick. Mm -hmm. uh, but right now at this moment, you know, if you and I were say at a bar uh, and, you know, it's, it's late at night and we, we leave the bar and we're, 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 we're a little hammered and you suddenly got superpowers. How would you react? Honestly, like, how would you react? Honestly, I'd be like, wait, we got to figure this shit out. Like, I don't, I don't understand how this happened. And you and I need to like do what they did in, um, in Shazam. We need to go like find like an abandoned skate park, figure this shit out. And we need to keep this on the down low. We cannot tell anybody yet till I figure out what my fucking deal is. Yeah, you haven't read this book, right? Because that's that's exactly what you know. I sort of got ahead, right? That's sort of you know what issue one you know revolves around in, in Radiant Black, and 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 that's what I think you know between reading this and then reading Ordinary Gods, it, it seems like Kyle Higgins has a thing for like the ordinary guy, you know, becoming you know something more. So quick, quick synopsis here, if I can read it without fucking stumbling. Oh, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> um, so. Nathan Burnett has just turned 30 and things aren't great. He's working and failing at two jobs. His credit card debt is piling up and his only move is moving back home with his parents. But when Nathan discovers and unlocks the ethereal cosmic radiant, he's given the power to radically change his fortunes. There's just one problem. The powers don't belong to him and the cosmic oh, no. beings who created them want them back by any means necessary. That's problematic. Yeah, that is that is very problematic, and it's very problematic when the person who gains the powers doesn't know that they don't, you know, they belong to someone else, and that they want their fucking ball back. Uh, <laughs> so this is currently, uh, you know, a six issue uh, arc. The first arc is six issues, so I think Radiant Black came out a week or two ago. So this is good timing with this. And like I like I said, in the synopsis right, it revolves around a young writer who Nathan, uh, and like. When night when you say down on his luck, he is down on his fucking luck. I mean, you want to talk about credit card debt? He's like forty grand in you know credit card debt. You know, he moves back home with his parents, and like that's the last thing you know you ever want to do. And it's just like you know the way Kyle Higgins writes. Like, he he writes this very honestly. Like I'm not mm -hmm. assuming he's writing this from personal experience, but it has that feel to it, right? Because there's something very honest about the writing. Huh. You, you know, like imagine like you. You know, you being in the situation, you moving back home. What you know? What are the types of conversations you think you'd have with your dad? He'd be like, "Well, what are you doing to make money? Mm -hmm. Do what you oh, need yeah. to do, anything to make money, even if it just pays you pennies on the dollar, right? Yep. You do, Gotta you do, do something. It. Yeah. So you get you get there's a, there's a lot of like it just very it, it just feels very real. Like for being a superhero book and about a book with someone who you know who who suddenly gains powers. There's a lot of, you know, like the writing of it just feels very real. It feels like it's coming from a real place. That's why I asked you that question. Like, how would you honestly react? Because you gave a very honest answer. You'd be like, I, I don't know. What the fuck's going on here? And that's that's how our character, you know, you know, reacts when, when, when this happens to him. So, uh, you know, he goes back home. And one of the first things that happens is that his shithead buddy uh, shows up. Uh, and is really busting his balls and, and you know, takes him out that night and he, and he goes he go to a bar. He doesn't really know how dire the situation is, you know, for Nathan. Nathan tells him, he's like, what the, you know? Uh, and so, like, there's some real honest man candor, you know, okay. going on there. They're just, mm -hmm. you know, and then when they leave the bar, this is where, this is where the issue really sort of takes off, you know, and because the first half, it's, you know, you're getting to learn about the character a little bit. And as they're leaving the bar, there's this little black orb. It almost kind of looks like the planet Saturn. 
Um, and Nathan touches it, and then boom. He just he's just he's given these powers and he doesn't know what the fuck is going on. And you know, they're they're standing on the train tracks, and his buddy Marshall's being a real prick. The cops show up and he's being a prick to the cops. They're trying to, you know, and for what happens there is this train's about to bear down on them and essentially kill them. And he's able to just with his mind, like, you know, get the train to like miss them. It, it, all this, like, really, like, he just got these really awesome superpowers that he's got no idea what's going on. He's like, I just thought about this happening and it happened. Wow. And, and so, you know, at the end of, you know, the end of the issue, you know, is, is like him just stumbling home afterwards. And his dad's like waiting up for him. And he's like, well, what the fuck's going on? And he's like, well, you know, uh, I, I stumbled across this thing and it could be really good for me, you know? And, and then from there, it just, you know, goes into, I, it's hard to, again, I, I say this a lot. It's hard to talk about like specifics of the book without, without giving anything away because there's, there's so many jaw dropping moments that happen through this arc. Like there's a lot of, Oh fuck. What oh, the fuck just happened moments. Ooh, like you, fuck. like the, the, like the end of the first issue, I'm not going to, you know, I, I feel like I could talk about the first issue fairly spoiler. Yeah. The first issue. So the way the first issue ends is that you find, so like he gets this suit, Right, he, he it's you know if I for those watching at home, it's this badass black suit, you know, and and it just sort of you know it covers him entirely, and it's almost like I don't want to call it a symbiote, but that's just kind of like the feel it uh -huh. has, it's like like it becomes a part of him, and and so like he gets home and he's laying in bed, and all of a sudden the next panel is it shows there's more of these suits out there. There was more oh. people like this. And so like, okay. the main character, his suit's black. So like Marshall dubs him Radiant Black. And so at the end of the first issue, you see someone and their suit is red. Oh, okay. And see, and that is definitely like not a spoiler because if you, if for anybody who reads comics yeah. um, and, and even remotely follows image, like this has obviously been a banger of a series for them. Yeah. And um, every issue you come out, you see all these different covers and we've seen yeah. other like members of the radio. Like, and you've also talked about it already before. So right. that's not, yeah, that's, it, you know, we already knew that. And so like, like, but you see, cause you're not expecting that, right? Like, mm -hmm. cause you, cause you're just like the main character. You're just like Nathan. Right, you're going along this journey with him and, and his buddy Marshall, and and you're not expecting like the, the first issue to end with there being and, and what's awesome about that too is that like the 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 the, the person it seems like they're the bad guy, right? Because they're mm. walking, they got two huge duffel bags full of cash, and there's a bank that's been blown up in the background, right? Mm. So you, like the first issue ends, and you're like, what the fuck just happened? Mm -hmm. What's going on here? And then as you continue to read the series, you know, you, you, you learn more, obviously you find out more. There's, there's more, Oh shit moments to happen. And what Higgins has done here is he's created uh, sort of a, a, this whole universe. This this sort of radiant, you know, super uh, multiverse or not multiverse universe here. Yeah. Um, and so you, you go to find out like, you know, just, more about the suit as, as as the series goes on. More more exactly about his powers. You get introduced to other, you know, radiants that mm -hmm. come from all over the world. Uh, and so this is like, it's, it's just a great new, fresh like superhero series. And the world that he's creating uh, is like like I said, like the oh fuck moments, mm -hmm. they're awesome. 
Yeah. Because they don't feel like – I mean, while they come out of left field, they don't seem out of place, if that makes sense. Yeah. Honestly, if you were to break it down for like a formula of a good comic from for based on like our standards, we, we know either you have to have a kick-ass character or, or characters or a good plot, and then from there you need to force us to ask good questions and mix in a couple good oh-fuck moments each issue. And if yeah. you have a mix of that shit, we're going to be good every single time. Yeah, because a lot, of, a lot of books, too, like, they'll force the oh-fuck moments, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, and they seem like, oh, well, Draw it out over, you know, three, like, four yeah. pages. No, nothing is drawn out in this. That's the other thing. Nothing is drawn out. It is very fast-paced, mm. right? And, and and the events that happen, it feels like it's happening in a very small time period. Like, it's six issues, and the, those six issues feels like it really only takes place over the course of, like, maybe a week. Mm. You know, maybe a couple of weeks tops. And, and so... Th- like nothing feels out of place. Nothing feels forced. Nothing feels rushed. Nothing feels drawn out. It's just, it's just great storytelling. It's boom, boom, boom. That's boom, why, yeah. Boom. Higgins is, he moves. He doesn't and, take this long ass time to draw shit out. Like he explains it and figure it out and let's go. Yeah. And the comedy, like his, his buddy Marshall, uh, you know, he's like, he's, you know, sort of like the, the guy, you know, uh, does he live at home in a trailer? No. He didn't. Is like a budding rap career or something like that? Is he having a, a feud with that guy, Clarence? No, no, okay. no, that is not the case. Okay, different Marshall. Uh, but sorry. He's different Marshall. <laughs> got to read the book, Nick. Shit. Jeez, okay. Sorry, Joe. Go ahead. <laughs> but he's the one trying to help his buddy, you know, like figure out his powers. And he like sets him up with like, of course, you know, he's a superhero. He's got to have a Twitter. So he sets him up with a Twitter so <laughs> people can like, you know, contact him on Twitter so like he can go and, you Booster know, like, it's like, a, yeah, it's like a superhero hotline sort of thing. Right. Oh my and God. So, the, the, the events that happen, the, the first arc, it's just, I mean, it's 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 perfect. Like, introducing, you know, readers to a new, like, because that's going to be a hard thing. Like, we're seeing, you know, them doing over to AWA with the Resistance and the Resistance. Like, they yeah. create a huge, like, it's not an easy task to do. Nope. And it's not an easy task to do without, like, bogging people down with a lot of storytelling and world building. <laughs> you know, this, this has the feeling, like, like this could take place like right now. It just got that that realistic feel to it, and and the events that take place and the way the first arc ends and everything about it, Nick. Like, I imagine tonight or tomorrow. Like, okay, I'm, I'm finally I can finally read this. You're gonna read issue one, and my gut tells me you'll be done all six issues within one sitting. I don't doubt that. You're honestly, gonna, you're gonna fly through it. Yeah, it's just, I've been dying to read this. It did not. You didn't need. To, I, this is another book. Like we've, it's just you know, Image has been on a heater, but there have been quite a few other books that we've talked about for a while. That like it just seems like you don't need to like you don't need to do much to sell them. I don't necessarily. It's just been so much quality out there right now, and this is one of them too. Like I've been like, I'm I'm missing out. Like not missing out. Like everybody else is having fun. Like this is a good story. I need to read this. Like and and, and we need you know issue the arc the first arc to come to an end. So Joe can fucking talk about this shit. <laughs> Yeah, this, I mean, this is everything. Like this, is, and I already knew with Higgins. Like, yeah, oh yeah, this is gonna kick ass. Once I heard his name, and yeah, hundred percent. So, yeah. is it a movie or is this a show? Oh, this is early. You know, I know it's hard to tell, it's, but it's early. It's hard, but because the because the universe that he's building and the way the first arc ends, my gut wants to say like a television show because I think like where you could go with this could be. I don't want to say infinite. That's a little you know yeah. brand but like there's a lot of different avenues you could go with this and, and to keep it going for you know sort of a multi-season show but if they it, it could work as a movie as well it all depends on like okay is this only going to be 12 issues and, and two arcs and if that's the case then 
yeah, a movie would make sense, but it really could go either way. But I, I would think ideally this would be a TV show because there's a lot of different avenues you could take with this. And you'll understand why when you get to about issue four, I believe, and the, and the events that happen in issue, it's either three or four, uh, something okay. happens and you're like, oh, huh? Oh, <laughs> fuck. Doc wasn't kidding. You yeah. Know? And that's, I, I imagine that'll be your response. Oh, wow. Do yeah. tell. Yeah. That's yeah. if I told you it wouldn't cause that fucking reaction. Yeah, I'm a <laughs> fair point. Fair point. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm very excited for this show. I'm gonna be reading this. I'm, I'm definitely gonna be reading this yeah. shit right away. I don't know, I, you know I'm gonna read this right away, but I'm not certain this will be the book that I do for issue 50. It may, it may not. I may have something planned already, it may not. We'll see. I don't want to give it away. We always try and keep it a surprise for one another. But um, you know, this is one definitely like I've read a ton of the series that you've recommended so far to me and everybody else, and, and this is definitely one that I'm going to be picking up a thousand percent. Yeah. Um. Okay. So now it's time for to move over to my book, and I forgot to uh, do the little thing on the page where we show what books being talked about. Uh, so I apologize for that, but for those watching us, um, but I am talking about Shadecraft from image comics and you've, you've known for a while that I am going to talk about this. I've been dying to get to this series. Um, although I wanted to, I wanted to get to that six one. I didn't think we were going to get radiant black and Shadecraft because I thought it was going to go six issues. It went five for the first arc and now shit's on pause, which I'm not too happy about, but it was a satisfying ending, and in reality, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. Joe Henderson is the writer on this. The artist is Lee Garbet uh, or Garbet. Um, colors Antonio Favela, and then letters Simon Boland. And Joe Henderson, Joe actually, Doctor Joe actually brought this to my attention. Uh, who is Joe Henderson, the showrunner for Joseph? Uh, a great a quality TV program, uh, Lucifer. Yes, which is on Netflix now. Started out on was it C? No, Fox. CW. Fox. Okay, thank you. Um, I've only watched it since it's been on Netflix. Uh, and actually, Shadecraft is a show. It's also something that has been option for Netflix. Now, whether or not it's going to end up being a show or a movie, I don't know. It can go either way, and I think it depends if we get anything beyond issue five. Because unfortunately, Joe. Right now they're on pause after five issues, and I think that's because from like the, Joe Henderson wrote something at the end of the um, the fifth issue where he's like, I you know we didn't know what the response was going to be, it came at a different time. You know we were writing this, you know the five that we wrote it. I wrote it as if, um, you know it could come to an end with after the five issues, and then it would be fine. But it's still left to have more if, if it was successful, if we want to go back to it. It was absolutely successful, absolutely something they should freaking go back to. And I, I don't mind waiting, but I'd rather not wait, and I would I do want to get more. If they don't do it, make it into a movie. I know you, we normally ask each other that question, but this is already cut and dry for me. If you don't go back to it, it's a movie, and it would still be good, and you could probably do more after that. Um, if you don't go back, if you do go back to it, then it might be able to be a show. It's kind of more TBD at that point. Um, so as far as like the actual book itself, like what goes on in it, here's the synopsis of the first issue. Zadie Lou is afraid of her own shadow. She's a teenager, so she really should have grown out of that by now, right? But something weird is happening in her small town. Zadie could swear the shadows are coming to life, watching her, trying to kill her. But how do you fight something you can't even touch? And how does all of this tie into her family, of all things? So I, I didn't know, like, 
what to expect. Like I just saw this and you hadn't mentioned it at all in your perusing. I saw it and I was like, okay, whatever. I'll, I'll give it a, I'll give it whatever. I'll see. It looks different. Um, may not be like our, we may not be the target audience, but I want to give it a shot. We, you and I like reading stuff for a very a litany of audiences. Cause we don't give a shit about that. I fucking love the first issue. I was like, oh, this is fucking cool. This is a this is a weird little world, and there's a little twist at the end of it. And I'm not gonna because there's only five issues to this. I don't want to get into the specifics of what happens at the end of the first issue. You already know, like the shadow stuff. They kind of already tell you a little bit about that, and that's you know to be expected. You look at the covers and whatever, and, and, and like that that came out for this, and you kind of get an idea that yeah. something's going on with the shadows. Um, and you know that the main character is Zadie Lou. She's a high school girl, and she uh, she's the younger of two siblings. She has an older brother, Ricky, who's the golden boy in the family, but he's in a coma. So that's kind of an issue, of course. Um, weighs a ton on her and her parents, and she has like a conflicted feelings about her brother, aside from the coma, but also the coma factors into it. Um, the whole thing's like gotten to be too much for her. And that's kind of when the shadows come into play. Cause she's like starting to deal with it. And, um, and, and like, it's, it just becomes a whole thing for her. And it's like, it, it, uh, it starts to be a thing for her. And then it becomes even more than that. Like this, this, the shadows, like what you see on the covers and what you kind of have an idea of, actually you probably don't even have an idea of like, as a person who hasn't read it, it's just, it becomes so much more like her dealing with the shadows, just the tip of the iceberg, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, and we get in every issue we talked about, like the, Oh fuck moments, the surprising develops developments. We get one of those in every issue, maybe not the last one, but the last one, you're kind of bringing everything together somewhat. Right. Um, but in issues one through three, we get a, Oh fuck moment at, at the end of each issue. And then in the fourth one, we get a very surprising, like, you know, Oh fuck moment in the middle of it not the end is not necessarily that um but the middle th there is there is one within the course of the story and it's like you're like the the, the ending was like last couple pages are like preparing you for what's going to come in issue five and the ending of the fifth issue was really well done i really enjoyed it um and there's definitely this this potential for a larger world um and more with like zadie and everything and you talk about like an ordinary man kind of going through stuff and dealing like the powers and everything like that, having them bestowed upon him. Zadie's a lot like that too. She just, this stuff starts to happen to her and she has no freaking idea. And then it's a whirlwind of shit that she has to kind of go through and mistakes are made and whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I, so I would be happy with this. Not if they don't come back to it, I would say it was a really good series. People should read it, make it into a movie. And there was, you know, some things you'll have to maybe expand on a little bit, but I really enjoyed it. Um, but I would like to get more. It's a, it's a, it is definitely a fast read. You know, you talk about me being able to read, um, you know, uh, uh, Radiant Black in one sitting, you'll be able to do this as well. I, and it's it, both because it's good and because it's fast paced. And this is a book I think for anybody, anybody, like any age, pretty much anything like that. They can, you know, if you can read and process, you know, simple things going on, like it's, I think it, it it'll be, um, it's, it's anything that anyone can pick up, um, something anything can pick up. And the artwork, too, also helps with it, too. Very vibrant colors with that, too. Of course, we're dealing with shadows, so there's some darkness, but that kind of illuminates that a little bit more, too, the, the shadows by having the, the coloring and everything so bright. So, yeah, I, I've been dying to tell you about this, and um, I'm just so glad I can finally get all that off my chest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a great comic's a great comic, whether it's an all-ages book or whether it's – you know, horror. mature or horror or, or whatever, you know, if, if the characters are written well, if the story is great and, and the art, you know, can add to all of that and, and suck you in, then then I'm going to read it. 
You know, yeah. I don't care if it's, you know, meant for, you know, you know, teenagers, 10 year olds, or if it's, you gotta be 18 plus, like that's why we read comics. We want yeah. to read interesting, fascinating stories. And stories about comics. other people. Yeah. Like other yeah. people that this is for, like it tells me that I learn about other people who might like it or who do end up liking it. It's like, oh, this is your thing. You and you like identify with. I don't. I, I don't identify with Zadie Lou, but she's a cool character and she's going through some cool shit. Yeah, why not? Let's and, go. And, and that's the other thing too is like you know, there might not be a direct you know like relate. It might not be relatable specifically to you, but it's a relatable character. Like you can understand, mm -hmm. you know, the shit that she's going through. It's just like the same thing with Radiant Black. Like. Mm -hmm whether you've been in Nathan's shoes or not, like that's a very realistic, a very relatable character. It's not mm -hmm. like we're reading Superman or Batman yeah. or, you know, a, name your superhero, right? Mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's not relatable because it's just, you know, that genre is that genre and we love that for what it is. And, mm -hmm. and there's great stories there, but you know, we'll say it time and time again. That's why we love these indie books because mm -hmm. there's, there's something a little bit more, even though it's a comic book and it's a work of fiction, there's there's something that we can tap into that's yeah. interesting, fascinating, and whether it scares the shit out of us or, or makes us laugh or whatever. Right. And that's also why we like the DC Black Label too, because you're able to yeah. do that a little bit more with some of those characters right. where you get a better story and not just yeah. we're going there for more than just the art. Right. Or we're, we're, we're going there to get information about what's going to be the next MCU movie or yeah. whatever. You know what right. I mean? Exactly. Absolutely. So yeah. So that that is my pitch on um, on Shadecraft. So yeah. get get on that shit. Or you you can finally read it. <laughs> Thank fucking god, because I've got my Shadecraft folder. It's right there, ready for me to fucking click into and just zip right through. I know you've been waiting for. I've been I've been loving this thing since I first freaking. I can't read wait it. to hear you talk about you know what you think about Radiant Black because it was just like I said. I knew right from the get go this was this was a TLDR book, and I, I love when that happens. Yeah, Kyle Higgins, man, he's kicking yep. ass, kicking really ass. Um, and was it Ordinary Gods? Right, that's the uh, other book, the other image book. Yeah, Ordinary Gods. We read that came out several weeks ago. I think yeah. issue two comes out next next week, week. Or the week after. Yeah. Yes. Yep. I believe that is uh, that is the case. And next week, of course, we're going to be doing the TLDR one year anniversary episode where we'll still do we're still like ironing out all the details to it but we will be doing what's new of course and maybe we'll save some time for catching up i don't know i, I have no problem asking that one uh that segment as we all know but um then we're also going to have a couple guests on joe you want to tell people who from the dsg is going to be joining us next week yeah we got a couple of uh you know fellow comic book readers uh chris shine time baby yes sir uh, he'll be joining us and we'll hopefully he'll uh, give us a little manga talk because, yes uh that is not something that nick and i read and it's not obviously so it's not something that we talk about but shine does so hopefully you know he'll be able to you know give y'all some uh, some recommendations i just said y'all yeah, okay. uh, give everyone some uh you know uh some recommendations for mag uh for manga and uh, then we're gonna have uh weei's uh rich keith joining yes, us on the sir. program Yes, so for those wondering how are we going to have Keith on when we're usually on at the same time as both him and Shime show over with Gresh, uh, well, we're going to be doing next week, Tuesday night. We haven't ironed out the exact time yet. We think it's actually, we think it's going to be eight, right? That's what we said. We're starting the festivities so. at eight. We're yeah. going to start the festivities at eight. We're going to try and have Shime on at a, at a loose uh, 820 and then. Uh, uh, Keith a little, Keith, a little bit after that. Yep. Yes, sir. And we'll be we'll talk to Keith about some of the comics he's read that we've talked about on here because he shared that with the masses. And he may have read a Constantine book that I didn't recommend necessarily to the masses, but I still liked. But we'll we'll get to that. Um, we'll save that for another time. But we'll have 
other stuff going on. It's you know we want to we're not going to be doing a mainline episode. We're not going and talking about the books that you know a, a new series that Joe hasn't read or that I haven't read. Um, it's it's kind of just time for reflection because it's been a year and honestly, it's been a lot of shit has happened yeah. over the past year for for this show. So I'm very excited. It's it's been a lot of world. It's been it's been a, it's been a, a whirlwind, you know. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that I never expected were were all the Friar side chats, and we we've had a lot of them, and they're going to keep coming. And so it's a big yes. part of what we do, and I love it. I've gotten better at it. I hope. Oh yeah, and uh, and yeah. so we'll we'll have a lot of fun next week. Yeah, there's a, yeah, and I'll tell you what. Uh, expect there to be some more stuff from us in the coming couple weeks. Uh, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Um, you guys should know what that means by now. If you're new to the show, you'll find out. Um, if you, and if you're new to the show, go subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever you listen to us. So that way you get any surprises that we may have for you delivered right to your phone right away. You don't even need to press any buttons. Also, make sure you follow us on Instagram because Joe has a little something cooking for you guys that we're going to unveil, I think, on Thursday. Um, so depending on if you're audio only on this show, if you're watching us, it's going to have um, a little Instagram post that will play into our one-year anniversary. And, of course, between now and then, make sure you go check out Joe's stuff on Twitch when he's video gaming and when he's doing his show with um, – well, my not my, not my favorite person in DSG, Billy D. Of course, um, he uh, they're doing. I've heard it both ways. Of course, their Psych Rewatch podcast. They just did their season two review uh, with Jacob Morocco, and then you're doing season three, episode one, Ghosts this week, Correct. right? Yep, uh, Thursday night at eight thirty. Awesome. Until next time, Joe. Stay sexy. You know it. <laughs>